right, Liam, welcome to the Reach Your Potential Now podcast. Um, for me, this is episode number 13. I'm really excited today to sort of unpack your journey in your life. It's a little bit um, outside the realm of the traditional education um, landscape. Um, today with me, I've got Liam Millwood. How are you, mate? Hello, good. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, mate. Um, let's, let's jump straight into it. Tell us about yourself, your journey, and then we'll unpack it from there. Yeah, so basically... I guess the basic story is I started my first business at 13 and that's where I found my passion for business. Um, So my first business was actually an accident. Um, We were traveling around Australia at the time with my family. Uh, We did so for four years. We've just finished um, the last 12 months. And during that time, I decided to share our journey on social media. And it was about three years into our travels that I started doing that. So it was only the last year that I really started sharing like our everyday travels. Um, and we gathered an audience of over 30,000 people in, in a year um, across like Facebook, Instagram, social media, that kind of stuff. Started writing for travel magazines, um, started working with a lot of tourism um, areas and regions in Australia. And that kind of was my first business. And I grew that to a bit of pocket money, I guess you could say. Um, then in the last 12 months, I launched Navigate Australia. Navigate Australia is my second business. It is a free digital travel magazine uh, focusing on caravanning, camping, and we're trying to grow that into more adventurous type of stuff in Australia soon. So the reason I started that was because I could no longer share our travels on social media because we weren't traveling anymore, obviously. So I decided to start sharing other people's travels and it was a bit of a better business model as well. So advertisers pay to go in the magazine and the magazine's published. It's read by around 45,000 people each edition. And yeah. Um, So And here we are today, mate. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so awesome, mate. I'm, I'm 16 now. I my company is called the Millwood Group, and that's kind of like the umbrella for all my businesses yep. that I'm either starting or are continuing now. Um, and yeah, so I'm studying business and marketing at the moment as well. At university or TAFE? So it's a it's a pathway. So because I'm finished school, um, it starts at TAFE. And moves over to uni if I decide to go there. Yeah, awesome, mate. Let's jump back a little bit and let's talk about your education journey. You mentioned there you've travelled um, in Australia and overseas for the last three to four years. What did your education um, journey look like? Yeah, so I did all my primary school in a regular school. Um, both my parents were police officers, so we moved around quite a bit as they were transferred to different stations. Um, anyway, we decided to travel Australia. It was, I was at the end of year six and I was, mum and dad found a new way for me to do schooling, which was online. And that kind of kickstarted that. And I ended up doing all my high schooling via distance education. So it was basically just, um, online learning. Teachers called me once a week for about a half an hour lesson. Then it was up to me to do the work in the meantime, which was sent to me by email. And the good thing about 
that was that I was lucky with and I found good, I was able to get ahead of my schoolwork. So that enabled me to focus more on my businesses. So on Monday, I'd smash out the whole week's worth of schoolwork. And for the rest of the week, I'm just doing business. Mm, that's exciting. Do you have any brothers or sisters as well that joined you on the travels? Yeah, I have a sister. She's 11 now. She also does um, distance education. So even though we've yeah. stopped now, she still continues with that. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Mate. Yeah, it's great to hear the journey. Obviously, my background is a, is a formal education teacher in the classroom. And obviously, that distance learning um, and distance education is a different perspective. And you look at, obviously, pre-COVID to obviously going through COVID and how you know schooling had to pivot online and lessons were pivoting online. Would you say your experiences of, as distance ed is, is a similar experience to what some of our um, kids have had to experience over the last, say, two to three months? Um, yes and no, because it definitely gives them an insight of what you have to do. Um, but from what I've read and what I've seen, a lot of the current, um, schooling during the coronavirus, they were still on their phone to their, or on zoom to their teachers basically all day. Whereas with distance education and a lot of farm kids are the main enrollers of distance education because they're so remote. Um, they find like you only get half an hour with your teacher a week. So, and then it's up to you to complete the schoolwork. So yes and no, similar, but not really. So yeah, what you're saying there is the accountability shifted from, you know, the teacher teaching the student to more back on yourself as your own, worry about your own learning. Definitely. And your own progression. It's up to you to make sure you complete it all. Yeah, no, that's exciting. So you said, so obviously senior schooling and if you fast track that in, in how many years roughly? Um, so I fast track that by two years. So I'm only 16 and I finished school and now I'm the pathway to university. Uh, so yeah, I guess I have fast, I have fast tracked my schooling. It's, I think not everyone can do it. I have things in place to enable me to keep learning. So I've done normal school, I guess you could say normal school, Um, but now I've decided not to waste that time. And as I said, I'm moving towards business and marketing at TAFE at the moment. Yeah, that's exciting. So you said your first business is when when you're 13, so your first business. Um, What did you learn from that first business that you've now translated into your current businesses or future projects? Um, I guess learning how to speak to people and even writing a basic email. Like when I was on the phone to you just the other day, we were talking about basic skills that maybe haven't been lost, but people just haven't been taught how to actually do it. So I've had to self-taught a lot of my own um, skills, even down from like graphic design to writing an email to calling people up, how to post on social media anything really like you you can only watch a certain amount of youtube but i found talking to people the best way to learn things collaborating with people and then just experimenting for yourself you're not going to ever be exactly the same as anyone else or have exactly the same business as anyone else so at the end of the day you just have to figure it all out for yourself yeah no well done mate Uh, we'll jump on through to the next question um 
when, when did you realize that you could monetize or grow your business through a collaboration? You mentioned there around obviously the 21st century skill and obviously collaboration and networking. Yeah. When did you pivot and realize, okay, I can actually turn this into a legitimate business that I can start to earn an income. So Navigate Australia or even Four Hands in a Tin Can, which was the blog that I started. Four Hands in a Tin Can didn't make any money for ages until I started approaching caravan parks and travel products and that kind of thing to either pay us or we get free products. Um, so basically micro-influencers, I guess you could say. Yep. Uh, and then Navigate Australia, it was profitable from the first edition. So it was good that I built connections through a smaller business, which was, Navi um, which was Four Hands in a Tin Can, before launching Navigate Australia, because I had those connections and contacts in place. And basically, when I was, in, um, when I was discussing launching Navigate Australia, I just contacted those people and asked them if they wanted to be a part. And because I had that connection with them, they were so keen to jump on board and actually supported the magazine three or four. And sometimes some of them are even still in every edition that has been launched today. So yeah, perfect example of building a connection because if you have that connection, it builds trust and then people are actually willing to support you as well in the future. Yeah. Very good. The old saying, yeah, net worth. Uh, networks create net worth and just obviously leveraging the people that you trust. And obviously you've bought that, you know, brand reputation and brought that across into the next business. Yeah. You're 16, obviously you got a couple of businesses. Um, Navigate Australia, you mentioned there that obviously you've got a lot of councils um, and other businesses in the travel sector. Where, where do you see the travel industry going? Obviously now they've obviously suffered. You've got Virgin Australia potentially about to relaunch with some, some new owners. Where do you see the travel and the tourism industry going? I think it's been a bit, a big hit to us, even the world, Australia and the world. Um, but just like anything, everyone's always going to want to travel just because there's a major pandemic in the world at the moment doesn't mean that no one will travel again. Yes, a lot of com major companies have been hit hard financially and a lot of new owners and investors are coming in to support those companies. But like anything, it's always going to come back up and it's just a matter of time, really. Yeah. Would you say, obviously, the restrictions, so you, you probably you like to think that there's going to be more tourism within Australia itself. So obviously interstate travel and potentially over to New Zealand. So, you know, you look at all those companies, you know, we're keeping the money flowing in our own economy, you know, versus relying on, you know, uh, international guests coming across. Yeah, definitely. So that's a big marketing pitch for us at Navigate Australia at the moment. We're approaching a lot of companies saying, hey, actually, new studies found that there's going to be 500,000 new domestic travellers in the next two or three months. So now's the perfect time to be part of the magazine. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, answering your question is, yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot more domestic travellers or even like New Zealand and that kind of thing coming to Australia. Um, so yeah, domestic travel will definitely pick up. Obviously there's still a couple of restrictions in place, you know, border securities and, you know, Queensland still have borders locked. Um, 
yeah, where do you foresee? Uh, obviously, the Gold Coast is, you know, that Tweed Coast has definitely suffered. You know, a lot of people go, you know, from, from Byron to the Gold Coast and back and forth. And obviously, you know, you're right. Where do you see some of those businesses, you know, who've relied so heavily on, you know, clients, you know, caravan parks being filled? Where have some of those businesses, or where have you seen some of those businesses pivot their energy and efforts to stay afloat? Um, a lot of businesses have moved digital and also the government has been quite um, good in the fact that they've offered so much money to, to these businesses to keep them afloat. A lot of them are just plodding along at the moment, not really adapting or changing anything. They're just waiting for the time that everything opens back up and yeah, it gets back to normal a bit. So I don't know. Yeah, watch this space. Wait, I guess. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the old patience game. It's you can't control. You only control the controllables, I suppose. That's right. So yeah, mate. So sixteen. We keep we keep mentioning that. It's yeah, very I'm very excited to hear someone who's so passionate and, and who's pursuing their dream. Um, what are some of the other projects that you're currently working on? To obviously self development, but also some of your business projects. Yeah. So a major one I'm working on at the moment is called Podvert. Podvert is um, a way of monetizing a podcast. And then also Navigate Gear, which is travel accessories and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's just always changing, like developing new, new ways and that kind of thing. Like anyone can develop a business that they want, but it's just about um, taking the time to really push the idea and seeing if it's actually going to work because you don't want to waste your time at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. And I know we spoke, you know, previously to, to this formalized podcast around giving things a go and, you know, trialing things and don't be too disappointed if you do have a failure. I know you had a good comment or quote around that. Do you care to share? Yeah. So when I've been to a lot of events or spoken to people online and that kind of thing, or even listen to public figures, they always go to young people. You have to fail to succeed. You're going to fail. Um, and I, that really annoys me because you actually don't need to fail. You just need to, uh, you're not going to do everything right, but there's no point going into something thinking you're going to fail. There's no point going into a running race thinking you're going to come last. Of course, you want to come first. So just having that, vision at the start of not listening to people that say oh you need to fail to learn because i think it's wrong i've never failed and i just adapt yeah like you're thinking if you, if you don't win you learn that's something that i've sort of lived my life on as well and yeah, yeah obviously a similar thought you know um to yourself um, any, any advice for current, obviously we'll get into Binnacle Boss and that's, you know, where we probably first connected and, um, through Taj Pravari, who's one of our Binnacle Boss judges. What are some ideas that our Binnacle students or, um, students within the Queensland secondary high schooling space, um, could potentially enter our Binnacle Boss competition? So what I'm trying to get at there is, so what, what are some ideas or what gaps in the market in any industry that you think a student could come up with and pitched for that competition? Wow. Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. It's always, everything's always changing. There's always new businesses. There's always new startups and there's always businesses that have tried so hard to succeed, but at the end of the day, they fail. 
Um, it's just all about finding something you're passionate about, actually have an interest in, feel like it'll solve a problem, and then just starting, just starting to do something. It doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter if it's for people in your local town, for Australia, for the world, I don't know, anything. I can't say something specific because I would do it. Um, but just find something you're passionate about and then start contacting people, see if your idea interests them and just go from there. No, I love that advice. Yeah. You know, sometimes the small ideas that can make a, a huge difference. And I think if you mentioned it and you hit the nail on the head there, it's at the end of the day, a business is set up to solve someone's problem, right? You, know, you want to make it easier for them to, you know, whether it's win, winning back time, there's so many applications out there, which allow, uh, you know, to you to manage your time, to be more efficient, to be more effective. Uh, we look at one example, you know, look at, look at Uber, you know, taxis yeah. have been around for years. But what Uber's created on the market is giving the option back to the client using obviously digital technologies. You can actually see the progress of your of your of your Uber car, or your you can share share taxi rides or Uber rides now. So there's so many changes, and that's just one industry. You look at the coffee industry and the cups. You know you've got now keeper cups, which are obviously more environmentally friendly. So they're not you know wow ideas. They're just little tweak yeah. to an industry it all comes down to marketing at the end of the day correct yeah if people aren't seeing your product well then they're not going to buy it are they so no, you, you mentioned at the start of it around the, the importance of um using social media facebook instagram we've got tiktok on the horizon we've got things like snapchat how do you in your business um or navigate australia or any of your businesses how do, do you manually do that yourself or do you have a team around you that can support you and give you strategy around Posting yeah, so I'm normally the one that posts on social media. There's something we could do a lot better to grow our following. Um, yeah, social media is definitely a great way to initially gather an audience because there's just so many people on there and it's quite easy. I wouldn't say it's easy, but I'll say it's quite easy to grow a platform. You don't really need to spend any money and those people could end up being customers. So... And also connections, like if you're looking to grow your professional profile, consider getting a LinkedIn account because there's just so many amazing people on there that always seem to reply to your message. Um, yeah, just send them a message and they'll get back to you. But getting back to Facebook and Instagram and even TikTok, TikTok's massive, growingly massive. Um, yeah, jump on board with those if you have a business idea and see if people like it and just yeah pitch it to the world because your followers are going to give you your feedback and majority of the time it's it's honest feedback um good or bad and obviously you take all that feedback on board and that's obviously then you're going to go away and revisit your idea or your project and try and uh, you know make it more efficient and and you're right it's, it's just getting back to collaboration seeking out feedback but also reaching out through linkedin's such a powerful tool these days for those professional conversations you look at the age demographics on Facebook, you know, it's slightly older demographic. You look at Instagram, it's more of a younger generation than obviously TikTok, it's even younger again. You know, you're looking at yeah. 16 year olds um, on those different platforms. And I suppose you need to have a bit of an idea around the types of uh, content that probably land the best on those types of different platforms. Obviously, you know, the restrictions on each of those platforms in terms of video length to uh, pixel sizes to all those little things which can assist you and then obviously 
um, algorithm, uh, the Facebook algorithm or the Instagram algorithm puts it into their funnel and distribute it. And obviously it's around, you know, consistency of posting and, you know, providing You'll value. definitely learn all that as you go. So, oh, definitely. And there's plenty of YouTube videos out there. That's for sure. Like YouTube is a great resource. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any mentors? Like a mentor of mine is Gary Vaynerchuk, a massive um, social media magnate in, in America. Do you, do you sort of listen to a lot of podcasts or read books on anyone in particular, uh, whether it's a Mark Boros, someone like more locally? Um, yeah, I quite like um, Gary and Mark, but I also like listening to Lisa Messenger, who yeah. is the founder of Collective Hub. But I guess it's just finding someone no one in particular, just finding someone that has an inspirational story to tell or inspirational advice that you can find on social media. There's so many people out there that are so inspirational and will give you so many tips towards business and basically anything you do. It doesn't necessarily have to be business if you want to mentor. It doesn't matter what you're interested in or what you want to pursue. Uh, there's plenty of amazing people out there. And yeah, you'll just find them on social media. Yeah, and it, all those platforms are free. You know, you look at podcasts, you know, where this will go up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you know, they're all free. You know, you look at Joe Rogan, look at the way they've shaped that podcasting industry. You know, he's just signed a $100 billion contract with um, Spotify. So all the content's exclusive on Spotify, which is massive, obviously, this space. So I applaud your efforts around Podvert and your energy looking to help potentially young entrepreneurs like yourself, you know, dabble into that world. Um, that's right is there any uh last last minute messages that you would like to share with um potentially your audience or um or with any students as i said before and looking to enter that binnacle boss competition uh, any advice for those yeah so as i mentioned before just find something you're passionate in um and then pursue it there's no point doing something either to copy someone else to because you like what they're doing or they seem to be making millions of dollars, like everyone seems to be doing on social media. They, uh, they make it look like they're living the, the dream and they're probably effect. not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Find something you're passionate about, pursue that, find a deeper interest in it. And then if you don't like it or it's not working for you, move on to something else. Don't think the first time you don't succeed or you fail, that it's going to be the end of your journey because it's not. And I, like what I mentioned before, don't think you failed. Just move on to something new um, because the first thing wasn't a success. There's no point. Um, there's no point continuing a bad business model either. So if something's not working, don't keep going with it because you'd rather spend your time making something that's going to be more beneficial to you in the future. So yeah, that's what I'd say. Find something you're passionate about and then pursue that. Yeah, awesome, mate. And, and what's on the horizon for the Millwood Group? So where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? What does that look like for you at this point in time? Um, I think I would, I'm looking into, at the moment, thing, business models and projects that are able to see significant growth. So Navigate Australia, it's pretty limited to Australia. So I'm more looking for things that, are able to be become a worldwide thing, solves a, mass, a massive or bigger problem and just provides something that will last a lot longer. Yeah, so I'm not really sure yet. We'll see where it goes. 
Yeah, time is on your side, mate. I think the key there is to be patient and, and don't expect things to happen overnight. You look at all those big businesses, you know, from the external, they look to like they've literally just happened and they've been lucky. You know, you look at, you know, the stories around Jeff Bezos and Amazon, if you know that story. I think that's the key thing there as well is, is document your story. I know Gary Vee's big on that. It's, you're getting feedback along the way, but you're also building trust with the audience because you're showing them that you're human and yeah. you're able to make mistakes and learn from mistakes and then move forward. Um, another yeah. sort of person that I uh, consume a lot of content from is Isaac John and um, YKTR. And it's, yeah, the whole story, it's, it's modeled through Gary V, which is, you know, the stem of it. Um, it's just, yeah, documenting, sharing, getting feedback and then applying that feedback into your business and moving forward. That's right. Not dwelling. So, Matt, I really appreciate your time. It's been great to connect. Um, I appreciate your advice for our um, applications for our um, Binnacle Boss competition. Um, I believe you're on a podcast very soon, um, Spill the Beans. Has that been recorded yet? Or Yeah, that's I'm recording that tomorrow. So. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, awesome, mate. So, yeah, big things on the horizon, mate. Really keen to follow your journey, and I look to collaborate with you again on the fu- in the future. So thanks thanks so much for having me on. Awesome, mate. <laughs>